You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Fantasy Podcast, also known as PFB. Check us out online at packernet.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore PF Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Buss. With me are my two co-hosts, Tony Brooks and Justin Young, as well as some odd, drunk, weird gentleman that stumbled in here by the name of Bad Luck Paul. Paul is a good buddy of ours. For a while now, in addition to being a Dirty Dirty Vikings fan, he's also a degenerate gambler and not a very good one at that. So, we figured that uh, he's the kind of guy that we should, you can hear him there, we should bring him on and talk about some football. So we'll get to Paul in just a minute here. We're going to do some intros. We have a big show planned for you today. There's a lot of games and matchups to preview all around the NFL. So today we have our starts and sits. We're going to get into our prize picks pick of the week segment. Uh, we'll touch on some news, some notes, injuries, all that good stuff and more. But first and foremost, gentlemen, it is Bears week. So uh we're going to have to start this podcast off with some Packer previews. We're going to look at our first game at Lambeau Field, and we're going to see how we are all feeling after that, after that initial letdown uh, week one against the oh, the Vikings, which uh, it brings me no pleasure to introduce Paul, who unfortunately is a Vikings fan. He's the worst. He's a typical Vikings fan, so he knows he's horrible. Tony, do you want to introduce the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Paul? <laughs> I love that laugh, man. (laughs) It's awesome, especially when you're out in public watching a game or something. He gets it going. Got a cocktail here and there. It really ramps up in volume, too. Vikings uh, fan or not, I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. (laughs) Paul's been a good friend of ours for a long, long time. Uh, Put up with a lot of our banter back and forth for the years. He has an unbelievable, uh, uncanny knack for bad things happening to him, whether it's in sports or otherwise. Maybe he tears his ACL, maybe pulls, tears his Achilles at a trampoline park. Could be any of the above. But uh, we're, we're glad to have him on here and joining us for a couple of times this year. Yep. I was quite the athlete growing up, to be totally honest. If you could see him now, <laughs> Paul, Paul has the body of an athlete. He has a physique that is just, it is, it is something to behold. But uh, well, Justin, I, I do apologize. I do apologize to Packer Nation, but I, I would I would like to say if Christian Watson catches that first pass, it's a whole different game. To be totally honest, it's it's I, as a Vikings fan, I, I mean, I, there's a lot of us celebrating it, but I, I'm being pretty realistic about it. I think we got pretty lucky to get away with that one, even at home with Rodgers getting used to new receivers like that. So, all right, we'll let you stay for a while, man. I'm glad you admitted <laughs> at least. Yeah. Justin, what's your, how are you doing today, Justin? All pretty good, man. Uh, just excited for Bears week, brother. That's right. Well, let's just jump right into it then. We're going to do a Packer preview where we're just going to upcoming uh, look at the upcoming opponent, which is obviously the Bears. It's going to be on Sunday night, big game, 720 NBC. I, I like when the Packers are in the night games. It always feels like they bring a little bit extra, especially when it's going against the Bears. Had the Bears lost last weekend and had we won, we would have been playing this game to break, I believe, the all-time tiebreaker for the series. Yeah. So that would have That's been correct. awesome. But that didn't happen. So here we are. Uh, so now we're looking at the game. It was anywhere from a 9.5 to 10.5. I believe last time Paul said it was 10-point spread in Packers' favor there. The over-under set at 42.5. When you look at the comparison, I mean, granted, it's just one game, so it's kind of a crapshoot, but uh, points allowed per game, or I'm sorry, points per game, Chicago scored 19. We only were obviously able to score that seven points. We don't even really want to get into that. And again, just a quick disclaimer, if you guys are listening to this on Saturday, we're recording this on Thursday. So those lines, some of the, some of the projections, a lot of that stuff might have changed. So it is important to check that out before you place any money down. And again, we're going to be uh, in sunny Green Bay. It's going to be 72 degrees. That's like perfect, perfect weather. And I'm just hoping we can take some steps going forward here. Obviously, the running game, we were doing well when we decided to run. Aaron Jones, five carries, 49 yards, 9.8 yards uh, an average there. Dylan had a lot of success early on. We just kind of strayed away from it. So looking ahead to the Bears game, 
Fields looks like hot trash, garbage. And mm-hmm. as long as we can get, you know, some pressure on this guy, I, I'm not afraid of Justin Fields. As long as we can contain him in the pocket and force him to be an actual quarterback, I feel like he is just a chump. So that being said, we are going to go ahead and move to our breakout Packer player of the week. Basically, all that means is a guy that's going to break out either because they're a new player, a rookie, a second-year guy, or just because they haven't shown much lately or at all. So I'm going to start it off. I'm going to say Quay Walker, which is kind of an easy one. He got hurt last week, so we haven't seen him in a full NFL game. I want to see what he can do when he actually, like I said, plays the whole length of the game, when he doesn't have any injury concerns. He looked like a freak. He ended up being, I believe, the second overall tackler next to Devondre Campbell. So once he's healthy and once he's flying around that field, I want to see him just smoke some bears, just eating them alive. I would love to see a world where we have um, Quay shadowing fields in case fields wants to get all froggy and start running around. Tony, (laughs) Who is your breakout Packer player of the week? So mine's going to sound a little bit uh, uh, interesting. It's not so much a breakout, but Aaron Jones, man, uh, Dylan's a beast and he he might be the best running back on our team, but I really think that we run those creative plays through Aaron Jones and use both of the backs more. Uh, I think we start a little slower and get, get everybody in a rhythm. And I think Aaron Jones actually has a really big game this week. Uh, I I think that we need to get everybody level back to square one and, and shake off the, dirty Vikings game. Cause that was awful, even though we still had a shot to make it. So uh, I, I think Aaron Jones is going to have a monster week this week. And I'll probably touch on that a little bit later too. Sounds good. Justin, how about you? Well, to start off with, I think this is going to be a big time redemption game for the Packers. They, we all know they look like crap last week. And I think that the bears are being overhyped right now. I think that everyone, it, the media is making it look like there's some big, good team and they, they, they didn't play well. They got lucky to win. My uh, my breakout player for this week is going to be Christian Watson. He had that big drop in week one, and he never hung his head. He vowed to never miss that play again. I'm fully expecting Rodgers to restore confidence in him and give him those shots again. After watching some of the game tape, you see Watson literally burn past Minnesota secondary on multiple occasions mm-hmm. with his speed and athleticism. And to me, it should prove to be a winning matchup against a much worse Bears defense. Yeah. I agree. And it was cool kind of seeing, did you make a graphic that his mother shared? Did I see that? Um, yes, actually. I'm pretty I made sure a few, she, a few yeah, that she yeah. has. So. I saw, she retweeted it and I was like, Oh man. All right. <laughs> we might have to try to get her on the podcast if things turn around here. Cause that'd be pretty cool. Um, I'm going to skip past anything that Paul has to say on this matter because it's a Packer preview and I do not care. So we're going to go to key matchups. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get his opinion on a few things here as we go. So don't worry, Paul. Keep that uh, pretty little face powdered there. Um, let's see. So my key matchup for this game has to be the O-line versus the D-line. And that's on both sides of the ball, I guess. it's uh, When you look at what we did last week, I was really disappointed in certain aspects. I mean, obviously, when we don't have Bakhtiari or Jenkins, you can't be too hard on these guys. But that being said, um, Rodgers, you know, he maybe wasn't reading his progressions the right way. But for whatever reason, you know, he was he did not look comfortable. And uh, PFF ranked Green Bay dead last 32nd out of 32 in run blocking in the first week there. And that's just unbelievable to me that I, I never expected that. Chicago was ranked 11th. And um, I just I got to see a big improvement in that aspect. I would love if if, if Bakhtiari is not going to play, I would love now that we signed Caleb Jones, if we could set him at right tackle, just let him be a mauler and then put Jenkins if he's good to go at left tackle and then let the rest of the, you know, the depth chart on the line falls at me. And we emphasize that. I mean, we know Caleb Jones can do one thing and that's block the run. The guy is an absolute mountain. He's like six, nine, whatever, three fifty. He's a beast. So that so, would be really, really cool. What was that? Not, not to interject on you too much here, but like you said, PFF had the Packers ranked dead last in run blocking, but for how bad the run blocking was, how good were our running backs? Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that nuts? That is interesting to think about how good they could be if they decided to pull their head out of their whatever. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, I mean, I want to see some more out of Rashawn Gary. I want to see some more out of Preston. And I, I just want this defense to to absolutely shake off that first ugly, ugly. And it wasn't that bad, obviously, because they came in the second half. They kind of stopped the Vikings from – running away with a boat race. So, uh, Tony, what are you thinking? Uh, not to piggyback off of that. You kind of stole my thunder, but I'm going to keep 
uh, driving home the Aaron Jones thing. Uh, he's been an absolute monster for our offense. I'm going to talk about him in the red zone too. Uh, you, you talked about how bad we were ranked, but really I think we averaged five, six yards a carry as our good friend, bad luck Paul said over here. Uh, I, I think our running backs both have a monster week. I think our offense goes off and, um, Truly, we just love to beat up on the Bears, right? They're like our kid brothers that we just love to stomp whenever we need a good win. So I think that they both put up 15 to 20 fantasy points and go off, and our and our offensive line gets kind of their their uh, confidence back. Justin? Yeah, so the, the key matchups that I'm looking for is the young Packers wide receivers versus the young Bears secondary. Um, assuming Alan Lazard plays, I expect probably that Jalen Johnson will be covering him most of the game. The only receiver that played more snaps than Christian Watson's 40 snaps in week one was Sammy Watkins with 41. So, again, I'm going to highlight Watson. If Lazard comes back, obviously we'll see a much heavier dose of him. But I'm looking to see the matchup of Watson versus Bears rookie corner Kyler Gordon. Mm -hmm. Gordon didn't have a horrible game in the hurricane of Soldier Field last week, which I believe really slowed down the 49ers speedy receivers. But this time he's coming into Lambeau Field where Watson will have something to prove on what I think is a get right game put up some solid numbers on some big plays. This kid has real skill and I'm confident it will show in week two. Paul, do you want to, I'll let you have, do you have anything you want to touch on the bears and Packers matchup? Uh, I hope you both lose. <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect answer. Honestly, I was hoping for something short. So sanction. That's about right. You know, what's crazy is as I'm sitting here looking, um, I'm not sure if you guys can see what I had here in the notes, but I just did a, kind of an all 22 look at the Packers offense versus the Bears defense, just as PFF grades, you know, overall grades. And it is interesting to see, obviously this is based off of week one, one week, one game, but um, Jalen Johnson, man, he's the fourth ranked quarterback out of 95 cornerbacks right now. So if that is, I mean, and that's about the only bright spot other than maybe at safety Jackson had a good game. But yeah, otherwise, Eddie Jackson had a good game, but you're looking at some garbage and that front eight there and that you know the front seven it looks rough so um especially if these guys can play like lazar jenkins i I still don't know what to think about bakhtiari but like i said if we can at least get jenkins back and if runyon's good to go um we'll see we'll see here but that being said we're going to look ahead speaking of some injury updates for the packers as of just about 15 minutes ago i tried getting the espn Injury report, and the best we could do, again, this is Thursday night around 8.30, guys, so double-check this information. Looks like the Bears have Alex Weather Leatherwood, offensive tackle, ruled out, and then Velas Jones Jr., their rookie wide receiver, is still questionable. And then on the Packers side, John Runyon is still questionable in that uh, concussion protocol. Barnes is out. Elton Jenkins, Lazard, and Bakhtiari are all game-time questionable type if I had to guess, I'd say Lazard's a go, Jenkins possible, and I'd lean towards Bakhtiari not going. But, hey, I could be wrong. Um, any thoughts pretty, on those injuries, guys? I don't think you're too far off. I think that sounds pretty accurate to me. Yeah. And one thing, too, to just note is how amazing is it that Quay Walker, who I thought was going to miss weeks. Huge. You know, and also Kayshawn Nixon. I thought the guy – I thought his shoulder was separated. So he's missing – no time. Sounds like Walker's not going to miss any time other than the game they or the time they miss in the game, obviously. And so we can go ahead and move on to the Packers prize picks of the week. So basically, we're going to take our prize picks app, look at what they have set for their um, kind of their their set bet line here. We're just going to pick an over and under. It's as simple as so let's first say, for instance, A.J. Dillon. They have prize picks set them at 45.5 yards rushing total. All you have to do is pick an over under on that. And you can parlay that up to with, uh, or you can parlay that up to five different bets and get a time 10 times payout of your bet. You guys can check them out on the app store. They're also available at pricepicks.com. And so way- for the podcast sake, do you think we could have Paul pick first? Yeah, we could do that. Paul, what do you think? AJ Dillon, is he over or under 45 and a half r- yards rushing? I think he's I think he's an easy over actually. Uh, I know every, the Packer fans. I hear you guys talking a whole bunch about uh, Aaron Jones and how much we need to get him involved in that game. But I'll be honest, AJ Dillon scares the crap out of me, and I think that he is made to run against the Bears defense. Uh, like you just alluded to a little bit ago, their front seven is just terrible. Uh, and he, he thunder thighs. He's just gonna run right through him, dude. Uh, so <laughs> thunder over, thighs, over forty-five and a half. <laughs> 
Book it. Yeah. Book it, he said. Book it. Um, real quick, I'll slide in here. I I you know, I'm one of those guys that every time I look at prize picks with Packer players, it, I just think, oh yeah, the over, the over, the over, the over, just because I'm you know, you watch your own guys and you have that. It's kind of like watching your kid play, I'm sure. It's like, you know, eh, he's gonna score a million touchdowns. But now that when I when I really stop and think about it, I I do think he's gonna get over 45 and a half. I think that it might get a little bit um, dicey just because like you said, Paul, they do want to get Aaron Jones after they, you know, Matt LaFleur, when he was at the podium last week, they said, you know, giving Aaron Jones eight touches is unacceptable. And then like, you got to realize that, well, you're the guy that's in charge of that, Matt. So obviously he's going to go away from that press conference realizing that the next week he's probably going to have to get Aaron Jones a lot more touches if he wants to stay away from all that bad press. But um, Tony, what are your thoughts? Aaron Dillon plus or minus 45 and a half yards rushing. I like his over on the rushing. I like Aaron Jones over on fantasy score and maybe even receiving yards. And I, and I really do like them both to have a big week this week. I think we're just going to pummel the bears into submission without running back. So I think, I think it'd yeah. be a good game for both. Justin real quick. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to take the over too. I, uh, I, I think all the coaches have been on record saying that they're, they're going to pound the rock this time. You know, everyone's giving them, giving them crap about not, not running the ball enough, and we ran it so successfully against the the Vikings, even though we got our butt kicked. So I think I think they're going to concentrate on running the ball a lot. I think I think both Dylan and Jones are going to going to cross that. So right, Easy. and just to just to piggyback off that, even last week with that, like you said, just un- horrible attempt at even running the ball. Dylan ended up with forty five yards rushing on ten carries. So I think that's. When- when you have Aaron Jones running for 10 yards a carry, that's and you don't run you the ball. Don't run it. Yeah. And I think I think they realize that. They don't want to do that, uh, get embarrassed again. So we're gonna move on. David Montgomery. Now, this is an interesting one. Plus or minus 50 and a half yards rushing. Now, this one, uh, I don't know what to think. Um under. I I would say under just because I'm a big <laughs> Montgomery. I do not like him. My brother drafted him and uh uh God, who's the guy in um, Dallas, the one that Tony hates? Or I'm sorry, Dallas, the Raiders. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. He got Josh Jacobs and Montgomery on his team, and I thought, oh, man. One hit Tony hate. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the Packers' run defense, they graded out 26. Not great, but I just feel like they're going to take a step, and I do not trust Montgomery. I think that Khalil Herbert, in my opinion, is a way better pickup. Um if he was one of my waiver wire guys, I suggested picking up because I just did not see a lot out of David Montgomery. He just looked like a, yeah, not much. So what do you think, uh, Tony? I think he's going to go over that. He's going to have like 62 yards plotting. You know, he might have some garbage time, extra 12, 15 yards to get over that number because it's so low. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he has a big at all. Uh, and your comment about Herbert is actually true, but um, they're going to use him in the passing game, right? They're going to throw him little screens and dig and dunk stuff and, Hopefully they'll be playing from behind the whole game and they'll want to use him in the passing game, but they'll probably try Montgomery early and often to try to slow us down and keep Rogers off the field. Right. Justin. Yeah. I think like Tony said, I think maybe he actually does go over, but it's more of a garbage time thing. I think, uh, I think he's probably a non-factor in the majority of the game. Gotcha. Paul, you got anything on there? I think kind of the opposite of Tony. I think uh, the Packers are going to be leading the entire time. So uh, not going to be a lot of opportunities for uh, Montgomery late in the game. Um, I think it'll be one of those things where he's kind of looking good to start off. Uh, you're feeling kind of good about it in the first half, 34 yards, and then second half, nothing ha- nothing happens for him because they're down 14 the whole time. Kind of like after the you know, like two or three series go by and they're using it, but then they're down by a touchdown or two touchdowns and they kind of abandon the run sort of thing. I think they're just going to have Justin Fields do the scrambling running around. That's going to yeah. be their running game, I think, this year. I- so. Seems to see it. Seems Hopefully see scrambling it. around and getting knocked on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Aaron Rodgers, plus or minus 250 yards and a 250 and a half yards passing, I should say. Um, for this one, uh, I think I got to go the over again. I mean, the weather's going to be nice. He seems to have that, like, you know, when he has that revenge look in his eyes, when somebody insults him, when he gets embarrassed, when he breaks up with their girlfriend, Matt LaFleur doesn't, you know, lose back-to-back games ever in the regular season. I just feel like it's a home opener. It's a night game. It's a primetime game. These are the conditions for Rodgers to go kind of beast mode, turn into the ayahuasca, tripping out genie. (laughs) 
and just take control of the game. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Tony, what do you think? I agree with you 100% on that. You took some of the statements right out of my mouth. You're going to talk about ayahuasca? That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's easy enough. That's easy enough. Justin, how about you? Yep, I'm taking the over. I think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is coming back for for revenge. He uh, he he owns this team, as we all know. Yeah, and uh, he did not look good last week, nope. as my four fantasy points showed. <laughs> oh, and he's he's coming to he's coming to give me the money this time. Yeah, and you know what sucks is I'm playing against Aaron Rodgers in both of our PackerNet fantasy. Oh, that's leagues, right, we're playing and each other. I'm playing this week. you, yeah, of course. <laughs> and you got AJ Dillon, you son of a. All right. Well, um, so let's move on. I'm going to skip Paul because I don't want to hear. Actually, you know what? Paul's been great on this. He's been giving the Packers some love. What do you think, He's uh, been Paul? giving him more love than we are. Yeah, he has, actually. Let's go back to Paul. <laughs> Plus or minus 250 and a half yards passing. You know what? I do I do think we're going to go under on this. Uh, I, I do think that he does own the Bears. He'll throw more touchdowns than he will yards in this game. Uh, and then the Packers will lean on the ru- the rushing attack the rest of the game. I really do think this is going to be a blowout, to be honest, in my in my opinion. I think you guys are right. He's get, he's angry. He needs to prove it. I like it. I like it. All right, It'll this one was – Classic, classic touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one was interesting to me. Randall Cobb, plus or minus nine total fantasy points. And that so that that could mean you know anywhere from two catches for. I mean, or I could see I could see him. I don't know, man. I could see him having a eight catch game for eighty yards and a touchdown. I could see him having nothing. You know what I mean? So I so don't. I don't see a lot of catches, but man, it's Cobb. He's the bear killer. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So I, this is one of those where I just flip a coin. Honestly, I I don't know. I would say my gut's telling me under, but. It's home opener. Rogers seems to really love Cobb and to, for whatever reason, really not like Amari Rogers based on some of the comments that have came out. So I think I have to go under. Uh, Tony, what do you think? I'm going to stay over for sure. Uh, he loves destroying the Bears. Uh, Rogers is going to find him for some, you know, short yardage touchdown and he'll have a couple other small grabs. It's pretty easy to get to nine in a PPR setting, uh, especially if I think he's going to get a touchdown, which I do. Um, so I think he'll definitely go over. He'll probably be in that 12 to 15 point range this week. Austin, what are you thinking? <clears throat> yeah, I think Tony's probably right. Probably 12 to 15. Nor- normally, I think generally Cobb scores a little bit less than that, but it's it's Bears week, man. He's the bear killer. You got to he, he's got to crank it up. I agree. Uh, we're going to skip. I'm going to skip the Aaron Jones and the A.J. Dillon. Plus or minus total 14. I just feel like both of them are going to go over that. And I want to get more to a more interesting question. And we're a little pressed on time. So I want to keep it moving here. Packers defense, total fantasy score of nine points. This one, huh? I mean, that's only a couple field goals, nine points. But then you have to factor. And I feel like we're going to get a lot of sacks. I'd like to see a couple picks. I want to say over on this one. What do you guys think, Tony? I think I'm going to agree. I think it's going to go over for sure. I think that'll be an easy over as well. Okay. Justin? Give me over. Give me another uh, Sewell pick six. Oh, I like it. Mr. Paul? Over. Bears suck. (laughs) (laughs) The Bears do No lie. That's true. All right, so we're going to move on to a real quick – I think our defense is going to have a lot of sacks this week. I think Fields is going to get rattled. Uh, I think we're going to bring a lot of heat on him. And uh, I just feel like we're going to put up like a 20-point game for some reason on defense. A lot of sacks, maybe a pick six, like like Justin said, but should be a good week for us, hopefully. I do want to see that, and I, I feel like they're going to try. Like I said, I really want us to use either Campbell or Walker and just spy fields and just dare that guy to run because I feel like Quay Walker can chase that dude down, like just oof. And he hits like a monster. He hits Please. like a monster. All right, so we're going to move on. Just some some, uh, some quick news and notes around the NFL. And like I said, guys, it's Thursday night, right around 8, 39 o'clock. So these news and these notes may be outdated at this point. If that's the case, I might have to Friday night or early Saturday morning. I thought about maybe recording a quick little news blurb just to give you guys the most, you know, updated and 
for the starts and say it's any kind of injury stuff. But for the day, we'll start real quick with some news and notes around the NFL. Leonard Fournette, he is limited in practice on Thursday from a hamstring. Mike Evans, he does not practice Thursday from a calf. Jameis Winston, my backup because freaking Dak Prescott died. Uh, he's limited in practice Thursday with his back. Michael Pittman Jr. does not practice Thursday with a quad. Alvin Kamara, again, being bothered by that rib injury, does not practice on Thursday. And then Najee Harris, foot. He's finally back in practice fully on Thursday. That's some of the news and notes. Back to the podcast now. And like I said, if this information changes, which it definitely will, but if some of the starts and sits and that kind of stuff that you're making bets on or your fantasy lineup, definitely check in before you set your lineup Saturday and Sunday morning. So let's move on to the starts and sits. It's pretty simple and self-explanatory. I'm going to start with my starts. Antonio Gibson at Detroit. Sounds again at Detroit. Seems like easy money, but Gibson was a little bit of a surprise. A lot of people did not see him going for as much as many yards as he did and the amount of uh, carries and the overall usage. He had 21 touches for 130 yards from scrimmage. A lot of people were worried about J.D. McKissick being his backup and having a lot of the receiving yards and catches. He actually ended up with seven receptions for 72 yards. He had 14 rushes for 58. Not great, but when he totaled that all together, he was actually the 10th ranked running back in fantasy scoring. So I'll take that all day of the week. And then another guy, I added Robbie Anderson on both of my fantasy leagues because the guy, I mean, Robbie Anderson finally is balling out. He had five receptions off of eight targets for 102 yards, one touchdown. Obviously that contains a long of 75 yards, but he finished 10th overall. I just feel like if Saquon takes this game over like he did last week, then the Panthers Panthers will be playing from behind and uh, Baker finds Anderson, I think for another one of those touchdowns and, hopefully a bunch of yardage. And then for my sits, I'm going to actually bank off of the mistake that Justin made last week with Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. And uh, Kamara was slated to be the starter and everything was looking fine. He did not disclose that he did have a rib injury, which looked like it kind of affected him a bit. He ended up being the 46th ranked running back overall. He only finished with 36 yards rushing on nine attempts. He had three catches for seven yards. Um, And he's still not practicing, as I mentioned earlier, neither is Winston. So going against the Buccaneers, who are the one of the stingiest run defenses in the league, I just to me, that's a no brainer. You sit him. And then my last set, Damian Pierce at Denver. Everybody was super pumped on Pierce. I myself did. I drafted him. I also drafted his backup, Rex Burkhead, which now I'm very happy I did because Rex Burkhead is seemingly the, the number one guy that they trust. He got the bulk of the snaps. And he got a lot of the pass catches. So that is why I am sitting Damian Pierce. Tony, before I get back to you, we are getting down there in time. So we're going to pause right here for a quick commercial break. We always seem to pause on Tony, which I think we should make a constant um, thing of our show where we just cut him off at the, at the knees. Cause that sounds great. So you guys just hang out with me That's for one fair. second. We're going to pause, yeah. take a quick commercial break, pay some bills and we will be right back. PristineAuction.com is back on the Packernet Podcast. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with a A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. We are teaming up with Pristine Auction once again on another great giveaway. Listeners, viewers can win a Jordy Nelson signed football championship trophy. Check out our Twitter page for pics of this great piece of memorabilia. To win, all you have to do is head to PristineAuction.com and click register at the top of the page or just follow the link in the podcast description when you register, use our registration code FARV, F-A-V-R-E, to be entered. And as a bonus, Pristine Auction will kick in $10 off your first winning auction. Pretty cool. Every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Upgrade your collection of signed memorabilia today and get $10 off your first item one when you use code FARV when you sign up. Again, pristineauction.com slash register or use the link in the show description. Just use code FARV and get $10 off your first item one and be entered to win the signed Jordy Nelson Championship Trophy. The drawing will be held Monday, September 19th. Guys, go over to that. It's free. Why would you not? Thank you, pristineauction.com. Now back to the show. All right, we are back from that commercial break. Thank you for allowing us to pay some bills. As Clayton likes to say, we're going to move right along to these starts and sits, and we're going with the man with the plan named Stan. Nope, it's Tony. Tony, what is your starts and what is your sits? And we only need two. I think you sent me three. We only need two of you, overachiever. Listen, 
even for a beard model, that was a horrible joke uh, as an intro. But I'm going to keep going with it. That's all right. I'm not going to hold it against you. Get you with uh, the beard model every time. Shirts. It does that every time. I got to get it. I got to find a spot once every episode. I got to bring it up, right? I mean, there's literally a giant building downtown Nashville that has Jacob's face on it with his magnificent beard. You think I can mustache model? <laughs> not very Absolutely. good. No, Justin, I think you got a roll of that. That's, that's you, man. Hey, Jacob, is there a Packer bar in Nashville? There's three of them, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So we probably have some Nashville listeners is what you're telling me. Uh, yeah, if, it, uh, if anything else. podcast on the road and go visit the Packer. Right, right. Well, I mean, we could do that, but I don't think we'd ever leave Nashville alive. That's the problem that I ran into there. <laughs> uh, you really got out the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that where the, the whole unknown kids joke came from? Yes. Moving on. <laughs> I was trying not to bring that up, Justin, but here we are. And you guys are really piggybacking <laughs> off each other. Great. All right, Tony, give me your starts and your sits before I end this thing. I'll turn this car around. Sorry, the natural progression. So easy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, historically, I'm not a big Devin Singletary guy. He He's an all right running back, but he's a – uh, he's the stud running back in an offense that's just going to hum and score a lot of points. Tennessee is not going to play a lot of defense. I think that Devin Singletary has one, maybe two touchdowns this week. It maybe puts up about 22 points. That's my mm. guess. Bold. So he is my uh, starting running back of the week. I was going to go Mike Williams, uh, uh, the Chargers. The game has already started as of this recording, so I'm going to skip right past that. I'm going to give you a tight end. I think Zach Ertz. He's getting a little healthier. He's old, kind of like Paul, uh, but he's going to catch a lot of balls. I think they're not going to play any defense all year. They're going to have to throw like crazy to stay in games. And uh, I think Zach Ertz is going to catch like eight, nine catches this week. So those are my two starts of the week. Uh, as far as sits go, Brady against the Saints. Uh, he, even if they can win the game, Brady historically does not do too well against the Saints. Uh I think Pitts is going to have a bad week again, and people are going to be getting off the train of Kyle Pitts. A uh, little caveat to that. In fantasy, you need to trade for Kyle Pitts after he has another bad week this week. And my last sit of the week is Tyler Lockett. I don't want anybody who uh, Geno Smith is throwing the ball to at all. Hey. I'll take DK Metcalf, but I don't I don't want any part of that offense ever. Didn't yes, you hear sir? that super cool Geno Smith quote that he said? I did not. I, I've heard about it on a podcast that I was listening to, but tell me more. No, I actually was hoping that you knew it because it was so stupid. I couldn't remember what it was, but it was literally like, didn't they forget about you or they wrote you off? And he's like, yeah, so I won't write back. And then he walked away and whoever even was like interviewing him kind of looked at the camera like, all right, back to you, Dan. <laughs> all right. So, um, Justin, what are we doing? That's what are you- terrible. Um, anyway. I feel like Justin's kind of doing a Maya culpa here. What's going on? Yeah, I'm going to hit a big 180 from my uh, bold sit from last week. I'm going to say that my first start is going to be our boy Devontae Adams versus the Cardinals. This is me owning up to my mistake from last week. <laughs> you too, Tony. And being <laughs> wrong about Devontae, I figured that he was going to lose production going to a team with a far less skilled quarterback and more weapons. But he was still just as dominant as ever with 141 yards and a touchdown. Targeted 17 times. So, you know, 17 they, times, 17, 17 times. That's a lot of times. So, yeah. So you obviously know that they want to force him the ball and he'll be facing That's a much easier defense that was literally toasted by the Chiefs last week. So I'm saying give me Devonte for 30. And I also want to say I'm very sorry for last week, Mr. Adams. <laughs> Yeah, just real Never quick, I'll let you keep you. going. But um, the fact that the dude, 17 targets, I'm pretty sure Carr had like three interceptions. So that shows you he does not care. Derek Carr is there to play backyard ball with Devontae. I think they told each other that's what they're going to do. And if I'm, yeah, like you said, I am completely on the Devontae bandwagon because it looks like the Derek yep. Carr is just going to be like, <laughs> all right, dude, I'm going to throw you every single ball and just – cross my fingers and hope you get it. So that's, that yep. seems like a great Absolutely. Play. All right, go ahead. 
So for the second start, I'm going to say the first one is a little more obvious. This one, maybe not everyone would be paying attention to, but I'm going to say Kareem Hunt versus the Jets. Last year, Hunt racked up five touchdowns in the first six games before being sort of derailed by injury. This week, he faces a Jets defense that allowed 138 rushing yards per game last year, which counted as fourth worst in the entire league. I think Hunt will provide some solid fantasy points this season if he can stay healthy by providing production from both the run and the pass game and a nose for the end zone. I was fortunate enough to draft him in the eighth round at 88 in our Packernet draft this year. Obviously, he's going to split carries with Nick Chubb, but last week doing so, Hunt tallied 23 total fantasy points. Unfortunately, those 23 fantasy points were on my bench. which if I would have started him, I would have won. Unfortunately, I lost by just a few points. But for this week, he's an easy swap for my starting lineup. And I'm going to say, give me Kareem Hunt this week for another 20-plus. All right, so your sits. All right, for my sits, I'm going to pick on the Bears a little bit. First, I'm going to say David Montgomery versus the Packers. Jacob mentioned earlier this week, I believe that Khalil Herbert is probably going to be a more solid fantasy option if you're just dying to have a Bears running back or if you're just lacking depth at the position. Montgomery did not look great in week one, and I don't see that getting any better against the Packers defense that will be amped up in their home opener, looking to erase the memory of a week one loss in Minnesota. In week one, Montgomery rushed 17 times for only 26 yards, which comes out to a whopping 1.5 yards per attempt. Give me Montgomery for less than 10 again this week. And this last sit, is that another bear I see there? Yeah, again, I'm going to pick on the Bears. I'm going to say Darnell Mooney in this one. He was, PFF had him ranked 81 out of 100 receivers in week one. He only hauled in one of three targets for 1.8 fantasy points against the 49ers. I, I basically see no chance that he gets any better in week two um, unless he wants to just find a way to harness his inner Justin Jefferson, which he's not even half the receiver that Justin Jefferson is. So yeah, I'm just, I'm going to say sit Darnell Mooney too. I think we shut him down. Perfect. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the game pick locks. And basically these are just some games that are, um, well, apparently locks, but after that week one, I don't know what the heck is a lock anymore. So game pick locks. I'm going to start off. I'm, first, we're going to start with whether or not you think the Packers are going to win. Give us maybe your um, your score prediction. So I'm going to go Packers over the Bears. Not trying to be a homer, but I just think that, like I said, for all the reasons, Rodgers is mad. Uh, a few of the other guys are hopefully embarrassed enough to really step it up. I'm going Packers, 34, Bears, 17. I'm also then going to take the Steelers over the Pats. I'm going to take the under, which is set at 40. My upset of the week is the Jaguars of Jacksonville over the Colts. And they take, uh, I, I would take the over set at 45 and a half. And uh, Tony, what do you got? I got a couple of, I think I'm going to call them locks. Stone Cold locks of the week, right, Jacob? Uh, locks I like the, the Arizona over. They're not playing defense at all. That up from uh, Beard Model in Nashville one time. Uh, so I got the Arizona Cardinals over. They're not playing defense all year. Uh, I thought I'm going to like those. All season long, uh, the Vikings and the Eagles, both those offenses are humming right now. I think that's a really high-scoring game. I'm going to say 60-plus. I think Cleveland's going to win. The Jets are terrible. Cleveland's at home. they got a really good defense. It's at six and a half. It's come down from seven. Maybe the Jets keep it kind of close because it's an ugly game, but maybe by the hook at six and a half down to six, you can buy that point and kind of keep it at an even six-point game. Paul made a really good, uh, really good comment here, guys. We all missed the boat on something when we're talking about our sits. So I'm going to have bad luck Paul come in here before he makes his terrible picks of the week and uh, mention something about his sits of the week. I, I was just thinking if anyone has any Cowboys out there, you might be worth starting with backups. I think the Cowboys offense is going to be crap. Uh, CD and Zeke, Zeke and Tony Pollard pretty much bench them all, I'd say so. Uh, I wasn't prepared for the picks of the week or anything, uh, but uh, I figured I'd whisper that into Tony's ear. Maybe he would bring it up. I like it. I mean, that's kind of my problem is, like I said, in the night league, I had Dak Prescott and I was feeling very confident, very comfortable. And then he goes down and all of a sudden it's, oh, 
Lord. So then I picked up Jameis Winston and um, I think my other backup is Ryan Tannehill. So I'm on thin ice here, guys. But uh, gosh, that being said, Justin, what are your uh, picks here? Your your locks? So I'm going to say first off that the Packers going to put a stomping on the Bears. I'm thinking somewhere around like... 28-13, maybe 28-17 if Chicago gets a few bounces their way, but we definitely win this game. If we don't, I will go into some sort of deep depression because I don't know how we lose to a roster that bad, but yeah, for right now, I'm going to say we whoop them. For my second lock, I'm going to say that the Bengals beat the Cowboys. I think uh, Paul just brushed on that a little bit. I think with – uh, their backup quarterback, they're they're just not in a good situation. Cooper Rush, you don't think Cooper Rush yeah. has got it? Yeah, what what I say that my buddy called him the other day, uh, great value Carson Wentz. Oh, I don't tough. I don't think they're going to be in a good situation. I think that uh, I think the Bengals cover in that one. I think uh, that's going to be an easy win. And then for my third one, I think uh, I think the Miami Dolphins are a little bit underrated at this point. Um, I think they're going to go into a tough game with the Ravens, but I think it's going to be pretty close and either, either the dolphins cover or they win. All right. I like it. Now this is a perfect little segue into our next segment. Cause it came kind of out of nowhere. We had a guy reach out to us on Twitter. I believe I got him here. Yeah. That nerd, <laughs> which is also known as at Mr. Underscore Redbeard two. Um, he, posted a question on one of our posts and said, Hey, um, I got this thing going on with my fantasy team. There's a scenario wondering if I can kick it over to you guys. And if you'd be willing to talk about it on the podcast. And that is exactly what we want to do here. Mr. Redbeard to uh, that nerd. Sorry, man, that feels mean, but yeah, that nerd. Um, so what we want to do is, is, is encourage you guys <laughs> to, uh, to send us your, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your starts, your sits, who should I drop? Who should I pick up waiver wire anything like that? Cause that's exactly what we're here for. So he sent us then a response. He says, Julio Jones, Corderell Patterson and DJ Moore in the flex, which one at PF podcast, are we able to hit y'all up with a few of these questions as fans and y'all choose which to answer on the Saturday podcast. I know it's a segment I love to hear. Guess what? That nerd, you're that segment. So I, had I know guys. Tony's answer before we even I know start. that's exactly this. <laughs> I almost wrote that in the notes here and I was like I don't even need to ask Tony because I know that what his answer is going to be so I'll real quick get this started uh oh boy Julio Jones is tempting and I will say that just because if Godwin is not a go and um he did not participate in Wednesday's practice I didn't see what happened today he just doesn't seem like he's that um healthy at the moment DJ Moore to me screams yes 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 uh positive regression you know i just feel like that that he had way less productivity than i would have thought would have happened in week one you see what robbie anderson did again one of those was a really long uh, like a 70 yard bomb so positive regression and then looking at the next person Corderell patterson the guy holy moly i didn't even realize exactly how well he did in week one he was the fourth ranked fantasy football quote-unquote running back of anyone he had 22 attempts 120 rushing yards three catches 16 yards and a touchdown so like i said he finished again fourth overall negative regression is what i'm pointing to for this we had positive regression for dj moore i'm looking at the negative regression and then plus you're running at a guy named Aaron Donald. I don't know if you know about him, but he's kind of good. So to me, I'm looking at DJ Moore and circling that. Second would be Jones. Third would be Patterson. But I could see it completely going the opposite. Tony, what do you think? You know, contrary to, to what you think, I'm not going to say DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is going to have that positive regression. He's going to have a great week. Uh, I really think he's going to have a fantastic year, as I've said before. Uh, Patterson until Williams gets healthy is going to have a ton of usage in that offense. And I think they're going to be playing from behind. So, so at that nerd, uh, we, we need to call this segment. We need to dedicate it to him from now on. Right. We got to give it some cheeky title, uh, but I would say the listen, nerd segment. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know. 
I don't know if you guys know this, but did you know Cordero Patterson gave himself a nickname when he got drafted by the Vikings? What was that? He called himself Flash Patterson, self-proclaimed no. Flash Patterson. I'm yeah, so I immediately knew he was uh, going to be fun to make fun of forever. So I'm going to go Flash Patterson here. Uh, it's a PPR, I'd hope. If it is, I would say him. DJ Moore is probably a safe uh, a safe floor. And Julio Jones is going to have a couple random big games this year, but he's going to disappear other times, so that's that's pretty risky. So I would go Flash Patterson, then Moore, then Julio. So that's my my answer. I'm pretty sure Tony just went Flash Patterson so he could tell that story about Flash was, Patterson. Yeah. Anything to make fun of someone, right? But I mean, hey, I like it. <laughs> Jacob, I, I, I have the Google wow. document app open up right now. Did you just type Flash next to? <laughs> I won't. I wrote Corderell Patterson, aka Flash, and then and then I was worried that the typing would interrupt the the podcast, so I stopped. <laughs> oh self self given nickname too, just awesome. Oh man, <laughs> that's almost as cool as the guy with. Uh, our guy that we're going to have on the podcast with the sweet bubble gum joke. Uh, we got to get him on here, right? I, I want this guy to talk about the bubble gum comment. He Tony gave wants, me Tony wants that class. guy on so bad. I want, <laughs> I want viewers on the podcast. I'm going to say it right now. Okay. Well, this is a perfect – now that we've talked smack to our audience, now that uh, we've thoroughly – derailed the whole show um at this point i was originally going to introduce bad luck paul but obviously paul's here paul was there anything else that you wanted any games any locks any um over-unders any anything like that that you think are um you know or any prop bets any players you want to specifically highlight so like tony said tomorrow they can wake up and get hit by a car running like to All get right. their trash or you know fall uh, off I a would, cliff well, on a segue or something like that I will say Justin Jefferson is probably going to get injured this year because otherwise he's one of the best things that has happened to me in a long time. Uh, so you can write that one down. That's, that's probably going to happen. So, uh, but for picks this week, if you want your bad luck picks, or if you want to go the opposite way, I, I I'm going with Browns over to the jets minus six and a half for the Browns. Uh, I just think the jets are that bad, especially with Flacco. He, he can't move. He can barely throw anymore. Hey. Joe uh, Flacco is a is a saint. All right, <laughs> he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Is he not? I did. I guess I forgot. On Sunday morning, Jacob was telling me about how awesome Flacco was. As Flacco, just the next segment on TV in front of us, Flacco shows right up. Uh, <laughs> speak of the devil, Jake says. Hey, uh, I dare so. you to Google Joe Flacco, read his Wikipedia, and not become a Joe Flacco fan. Just saying. It's, I'm not even I'm not I'm not trying to dog on him. He's just he doesn't have it anymore. And the, the the Jets are just terrible, you know. And the Browns, I gotta say, the Browns came out and, and surprised me last week. I actually had money on the Panthers, believe it or not. Shocking. Uh and the <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, the, the Brown the Browns hurt me. So this week I'm going, you know, I'm with them. I'm with them. All right. Uh, that means go Jets, everybody. Yep. For those of you listening, bet uh, on the Jets. Second pick of the week would be the Lions. <laughs> Lions minus one and a half. You can buy the hook, which is the half point down if you want to one, uh, which I, I wouldn't hate that. Uh, that way, if you squeak by with a one point victory, you still you still chop the bet, meaning you don't lose anything there. Um, I, I just think that the Lions are be a better team than the Commandos. Uh, the Commandos, <laughs> I think, are just one of the worst teams in the NFL. I'm, I'm really looking to bet against the Jets and the Commandos all year. Uh because I just think that they're terrible. And I got to say, I think the Lions, they, they've showed up against the Eagles last week, put up a good, a good effort. And I, they almost I'm, buying in, I, I'm buying in the Lions. What's their coach's name? Oh, Stone Cold Whatever. Steve Austin. Well, yeah, Stone Cold, <laughs> Stone Cold Dan Steve Campbell. Austin. Dan Campbell. There you go. He's really turning him in the right direction. I feel like he's got a – he does have some positive momentum going. Um, this is the first time and maybe last time I'll say that in the Lions history. My whole life they've been terrible. So oh, – yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm old. Uh, 38, 38, 30, about to be 39. Uh, and then the, the last pick is a surprise probably for you. Uh, I'm going the Saints. Plus three against the Bucks this week. Um, I know it sounds crazy, and people are like, "Well, of course he's bad luck. He's just dumb." Well, it's not <laughs> that I'm. It's, it's it's not just that I'm dumb. Uh, it's that I I do believe in these things too, which is crazy. Um, but the Saints actually against Tom Brady in their division four and zero. Tom Brady yep. has yet to beat the Saints when Whoa. he's been playing them as a Buccaneer. So 
even with the questionable uh, uh, Winston and Kamara, I think both of them will play. And I think uh, Tom Brady's head's not screwed on right. They didn't look that great against the Cowboys uh, on Sunday night. So I, I think the Saints, Saints are going to continue this uh, owning of Tom Brady. And uh, we're going Saints plus three. So, well, so if, uh, uh, if Jameis Winston Brady. breaks his arm, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Bucks win by a landfall. Well, actually, uh, now that I say that, last year didn't Jameis Winston get hurt during the Bucks game? And then they, they still, sure, yeah. I think it was Trevor Simeon or whatever came in and they still won. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, that's, I, I'm pretty sure you're right. So that was, yeah, I think that was early last season. Oh, but now that Paul has officially. Now that Paul's officially, you know, yeah, went into the corner of the Saints, Winston will somehow like contract <laughs> polio or something and the whole season will be over. But all right, guys. Well, this uh, whole you know what show has been just <laughs> perfect. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. It is now right around 9.08 on Thursday night. It is 17.14. The Chargers are beating the Chiefs. Oof. So. We got seven minutes and 22 seconds left in the third. We'll get out of here, let you guys get in, uh, get into bed and get ready for this Packers bears matchup. Again, you're going to be hearing this probably Saturday morning. So double check all of the stuff we told you, look at the injury stuff, look at the waiver wires, look at the, uh, the starts and the sits, all that kind of stuff. Double check anything that Paul said, obviously, <laughs> but, you know, and that being said, guys, that's going to bring another episode of PFP to close. Thank you for joining us. And, and, and as always, remember, if you have any questions, we want you guys to reach out to us via email, and that's packernetfantasy at gmail.com or on our Twitter or our Instagram at underscore PF podcast. That's at underscore PF podcast for Tony, for Justin, for that weird dude you hear cackling in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jacob. Once again, we'll see you next week. And of course, go pack, go. Thank you.